0: is queen victoria welcome to murder lab quarantine edition that's right i'm coming out with a special edition since we are now all quarantined in this edition i went through hulu netflix amazon prime which includes hbo and shutter which i have subscriptions to on amazon prime so i'm not this is not all conclusive all conclusive this is not all inclusive but i figure I'm just going to tell you some things that I like to watch and suggest some things. And it's not all serial killer related. It is a bunch of things. It is a diverse blend, a potpourri, if you will. So I'm just going to jump on in. So I'll go ahead and start uh, with HBO. Some things I found on HBO that you can watch with your subscription. I had to think for a second. I always get prescription and subscription confused. I don't know. Just like for some reason when I'm spelling, I say S. -S 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 I say C instead of S when I spell. No idea why. My brain is a strange and unusual thing. We just watched Beetlejuice, so I think I just have that phrase stuck in my head. For I myself am strange and unusual. Anyway, so on HBO, now I have this alphabetically, basically. So (laughs) the first one that pops up is Apocalypse Now, which I don't know if you want to watch it right now, something about an apocalypse with everything going on. Uh, it is a good movie, so if you are in the think you can handle it and you've never seen it, it's, it's a classic. It's a good movie. So I say, you know, maybe watch it or not if you think it's too much right now. Some other things that you can watch. They have Alien, Big Trouble in Little China. What About Bob? That's just a fun little thing there. A nostalgic one for me is All of Me. Now, I don't know if you kids have heard of this. It might be just one of those weird things that... My family was into that I don't know if any other families were into. I don't really remember discussing it with anyone else. But it's um, Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin. And I'm trying to remember. It's It's been a little while since I've seen it. But there's something about, like, her personality as up going into him. And I think there's voodoo involved. I don't know. I, I, it's not going to be, like, this deep thought piece. So it's just something fun and goofy. I always enjoyed watching when I was younger. Um, I think I went back and watched it a few years ago and it was kind of ridiculous, but it's still fun. I mean, Steve Martin is always going to be enjoyable. A Fish Called Wanda is another fun thing. If you are a Monty Python fan, I'm sure that you've seen it because it has quite a few of the people from Monty Python in them, including Kevin Klein. I cannot tell you how much I love Kevin Klein. You have no idea. My love for this man. I fell in love with him. That might be the movie that made me fall in love with him. Then he wound up being Phoebus in Hunchback of Notre Dame. And Pirates of Penzance. no, that was the first movie. Because I saw Pirates of Penzance when I was a kid because that was one of my parents' favorites. And that is the movie that made me fall in love with him. And then um, A Fish Called Wanda just kind of drove that home. And then now he's like Mr. Fish Odor's voice in Bob's Burgers. There's all kinds of things that he's done and he's amazing. So anyway... He's wonderful. And then Jamie Lee Curtis is in it too. So it's just a a fun movie. So A Fish Called Wanda on HBO. Um, There's Mrs. Doubtfire. If you want something else fun and light. Um, Bridesmaids, Dodgeball, Raising Arizona. Those are all on HBO. So you can catch those. Fight Club is on there. So you can rewatch it. I'm sure that if you love Fight Club, you might already know that it's on there. Or you probably already own it. But if you haven't caught it yet, it's a little dark, but it's amazing. Gangs in New York is amazing. You should definitely watch that. It's also a little heavy, I guess, but it's amazing. Upgrade, if you haven't seen Upgrade, that's a lot of fun. I don't know. I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did, but I think uh, Last Podcast on the Left guys suggested it, and uh, so I watched it because it sounded interesting. I don't do always do everything they tell me to do, just so you know, because remember, I learned my lesson about doing what people tell me to do. There's also RoboCop 1 through 3. And, you know, of course, the first one is a classic. Second one and third one, (laughs) but still, you know, we're in quarantine. Just do the marathon. It'll still be fun. The reason we got HBO, the reason we got HBO was for Game of Thrones. The first four seasons, basically, we just waited until my buddy Stephanie Link would buy it. And then we would watch it, binge watch it. And then finally, I think like we bought season five because we found a really good deal on it. Then we just got addicted and we got annoyed with the idea of having to wait. So we realized, well, if we just subscribe to HBO now, I think it is, we realized we could just watch it as it comes out. I think at that point, season six was on there. So we were able to binge watch season six. And then we watched seven and eight as they came out, which that was kind of a weird new misery is remembering how you had to wait a whole week to see the next episode. So that's a, a weird thing. I don't know how I did it before, but somehow we survived before. I don't know. It's crazy. So now that, that we have that and then we were all disappointed by season eight. And by, okay, when I say we were all disappointed, I basically mean my house. Todd and I were disappointed. I know there were numerous other people that were, and then numerous other people weren't. I don't know. Todd still has PTSD from the last season because it is very upsetting. To me, I think the last season of Dexter was even more disturbing and upsetting for me, but I was more emotionally invested in Dexter, I think. But it was still upsetting. You should still, though, maybe give it another watch. And if you really didn't like season eight, pretend like it doesn't exist and make up your own ending. I don't know. But... If you haven't watched the last few seasons, just go ahead and watch it. And don't let it spoil let us spoil it for you, and you decide for yourself whether you like the last season or not. Watch it, and if you don't like it, then it gives you something to bitch about with the rest of us, and we can all bond over it. So I've gone over funny movies and other stuff. Let's go into movies that are quote-unquote scary movies. On HBO, they have Child's Play 2 and 3, which isn't satisfying if you want to watch the whole series, but... Maybe you just want to see two and three because you already know what happened in the first one and you don't really care what happens in the rest. I don't know. You just want to watch some Chucky. You don't want to watch a lot of Chucky. You just want to watch a couple Chucky's. So there you go. Two and three. Hostel one and two are on there. Now, Hostel, let me just take a little side break here and explain. I don't really get scared by scary movies. So that's why I say quote unquote. I guess sometimes they're called horror or thriller depending on what happens in them. But I'm usually not frightened by anything that happens in hor- horror movies. Normally, I just enjoy them. Sometimes they kind of make me squirm a little. But, eh, for the most part, I just enjoy the ride. Now, Hostel got to me in a very deep, fundamental way. So it was one of those that actually got under my skin and really, uh, like, there's one, I think it's in the second one, where, like, that dude's all, like, shaky. <laughs> and he's like, like, oh. I forget what he even has. But he had something and he was all shaky. And to me that was terrifying that someone who I mean it's scary if someone knows what they're doing with a tool to hurt you. But just imagine the ways they can hurt you if they don't know what the fuck they're doing with their tool of torture. So hostile freaked me out, to the point where I don't know that I could watch it again. But that's solid. If you can scare me that there you go. The others is solid. It's um it's not one that scared me, but it's a nice unsettling creepy vibe. Us, I believe I reference it in one of my podcasts, um, where if you're not in the know, it is by Jordan Peele. And he did Get Out, which is fucking amazing. And you should love it. And if you haven't seen it, you should see it. Now, it's hard when you start out with something so fucking brilliant. I try not to hold other efforts up against a phenomenal effort. It's difficult to have You know, to be number one all the time, to have brilliance all the time. So it's okay if sometimes you put out something that's just really good, you know, (laughs) because that's still still pretty damn good, is to have really good. So Us, I don't think was as good as Get Out, but I think it was well done and thoroughly enjoyable. I highly recommend it. And see for yourself what you think. Let me know what you think. I'm curious. There's also Victor Crowley. So we're going to get into that in a little bit, but keep that in the back of your mind. I'm actually going to bookmark that. If you're not familiar with the Wishmaster series, the first one is available on HBO. It didn't look like it had the other ones. So if you get, if you watch Wishmaster and you're interested, I think there's two and three, you know, maybe search and see where else they are. It is a, it's pretty solid. I think it's one of those things where maybe as the series goes on, it's not quite as good. I had never heard of it until Todd told me about it just over the past couple of years. So I don't know. It's fun. If you have not caught World War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise, here's your chance to see it. Or if you haven't seen it for a while, I say watch it again. I think it's a pretty solid movie. Um, My only real thing that took me out of it very often was that Tom Cruise seemed to know better than everybody else. Like he's running by the mechanic, and the mechanic can't get the car to work, and he's like, oh, I'll try this piece, you know, and then the guy's like, oh, that's right. So dude knows better than a mechanic. That's his job, and he knows better. I I don't know. It seemed like he always knew how to figure things out, which I understand that's how you propel the story forward. I get it. It just kind of irritated me. But other than that, I think it's a really solid movie, and I enjoy it, and there you go. So you can watch War of the Worlds on HBO. Also, the Watchmen series. Now, I will tell you that I had little experience with comic books and graphic novels. Every once in a while, I would get one from the library. So I've read some Batmans here and there, you know, various shiz here and there. I don't know. Just things that like um old ghost story ones that I could find at antique malls and thrift stores and things. Here and there. I was always afraid to get too into it because I have obsessive problems. So I could see myself just totally going insane and wanting to buy everything. And I don't have that kind of money. I tried to limit my interaction with graphic novels and comic books and such. But a friend gave me his copy of Watchmen. When I first started looking at it, I was like, okay, I don't know that I care for this illustrative illustration style. Then as I started to read, oh my god, it's amazing. It drew me in like I didn't expect to be so drawn in. I don't know if it's this the unintentional snobbery of thinking something with pictures wouldn't be deep, or it wouldn't be as interesting or compelling. But wow, um, it really, it sucked me in just like any good, quote unquote, regular book. So I didn't realize that I had possibly that in the back of my brain. Footnote, I actually have an English degree. I'm an English major from Well, I won't say where it's from, because it might take away some of the appeal of being an English major, if there's any whatsoever. So no, and it wasn't education. I did not want to be a teacher. And I was just English lit, because I just liked reading. And that was it. And I figured, well, people know that I can read and I can write, then maybe it'll help me. I don't know. Anyway, that's a whole other story. But coming from an English lit background, that might explain some of the unintentional snobbery, I guess. But at any rate, Watchmen blew me away. Amazing. Fucking awesome. It's very depressing. (laughs) And I don't know if existential dread is the right word, but it's also very uplifting. So it's a very interesting array of emotions and it's phenomenal. So when I heard a movie was coming out, I was kind of like, I don't know how you can translate that into a movie. Like there's a lot going on there. I will say not 100% behind the movie. But overall, I think they did a really good job. There were some moments that I'm kind of like, meh. But overall, I think they did a a good job, as good of a job as I guess they could have done. I like it. I've seen it several times. I like the actors. I think they did a really good job. Other people don't agree with me and they don't like it. So if you didn't like the Watchmen movie, don't know that you're going to like the television show. But I will say, as someone who liked the Watchmen movie and the graphic novel, then... I liked the first part of the series. I don't know how I feel about the second part, but I'm not going to give you any spoilers because this is quarantine edition and I don't really want to spoil anything because if you haven't seen it, this is your chance to see it and I don't want to spoil it for you. So maybe later we can talk about it when we can all come out of our little hidey holes. Or you can just message me and we can still like have human conversations even through the quarantine Watch Watchmen for yourself. If you even if you weren't in love with the movie, just give it a chance. It's got some good people in it. And then if you end up not liking it, we can bitch about it together. So there you go. Alright, now we're gonna go on to Hulu. I don't know how many people have HBO now, but I think majority of people probably have Hulu by now. In this quarantine edition, I am drinking Wernesgruner. I probably butchered that because I'm not great at speaking German. It is a PILS from Aldi. So it is pretty solid. It's a middle of the road, kind of a yingling, maybe a little bit better. And it's pretty cheap. I don't remember. It was like five or six bucks from Aldi we got a month or so ago that I forgot we had in the fridge. Since we're in quarantine, I'm holding on to the whiskey just in case because, you know, I don't drink a whole lot. But I figure, you know, we'll just, we'll nurse that along. So I was excited. I found this beer in the fridge. Now, if you're looking for TV series to watch on Hulu. You're interested in cults. There is a series called Cults and Extreme Beliefs. I've caught a few episodes. I admit I got a little down because they talked to some of the cult members and it was fairly depressing, um, but it, it had informa- lots of information. It was interesting. And like I said, it's interesting because they interview people. So Cults and Extreme Beliefs, there's that. A fiction show that is a Hulu original is The Path. It has Jesse from Breaking Bad. I like it. I think that it was interesting all the way through. I think it's only like two or three seasons and then it was canceled. But I recommend. Give it a chance. It's uh, interesting because it's, it's kind of like, ver- like a version of Scientology. But you'll see what they do with it. They do some different things. Documentaries. If you have not seen the Amazing Jonathan documentary, you need to watch it. I barely remembered who he was. Todd was the one who suggested it to me because he liked him as a... He's like a magician comedian. Even if you have no idea who this guy is, you need to watch it it has so many twists and turns it's just it get, it gets crazy yeah I say watch it and we can talk about it later because just when you thought it got as stupid and silly as it could it gets stupider and sillier so there you go I will tell you some of my favorites so some things that we usually have in our queue that we're always watching American Dad Archer Bob's Burgers Family Guy Futurama Harvey Birdman Key and Peele. So Jordan Peele, if you have not seen Key and Peele, which I've met several people who have not, it is your chance to watch it. You should watch it. It's only like three seasons, which is sad because it's amazing. But check it out. It's hilarious and you will love it. King of the Hills on there. Uh, some other ones. 30 Rock. Firefly is on there. So if you, if you love it, I'm sure you have it. But sometimes it's nice just to be able to, instead of popping your DVD in there, you just flip it to the channel and turn it on. If you haven't caught Firefly, now's your chance. It's amazing. My name is Earl. I used to love that show. I went back and watched it a couple years ago again. It's still fun. Some other things we always watch. Rick and Morty. Seinfeld. South Park. Of course you already know. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I would recommend The Orville if you haven't seen it. It is Seth MacFarlane's sci-fi kind of Star Trek-y show. It is really good. I think there's only like two seasons out now. So check it out. What We Do in the Shadows. Watch that too. It is so good. It is way better than I expected. I thought it would probably be pretty good. but It is better than pretty good. It is amazing. So I noticed um, Communities on there. I used to like that years ago. So I thought, well, maybe I'll go back and watch that again. That's on there. The show Deadbeat, if you haven't seen it, it's cute. I love the first season. I admit I got kind of stuck on the first episode, second season, because it was gross. So I need to get past that and move forward because I really did enjoy it. It is a cute show. Drunk History, you can't go wrong with. That's just something fun. Of course, I can only do that in a little bit at a time. Because when they puke, it just, it makes me want to puke. But other than that, it's great. Fun movies that are favorites. They have all of the National Lampoon's Griswold movies. They've got... Christmas, European vacation, regular vacation, and Vegas vacation. We did a marathon the other day. We just played them back to back to back. And it was a lot of fun. If you're into it, The Office, the UK version is on Hulu. I didn't really get as into it. I watched a few episodes. And I do like, is it Ricky Gervais? I do like him, but it's just, it's almost too much. Kind of like Steve Carell, when I went back and watched the United States version, is the first few episodes, he was almost too much. Like, it was almost painful how out of touch he was and how rough his humor was with everyone. Uh, But I was able to get through that. But I don't know. So if you're interested in checking out, I would not discourage you from checking it out. Or don't. Whatever. The Elvira movie is on there. You can always check out Elvira. Wayne's World 2. Not the first one, but the second one, which is still fun. That's on there. Now comes to the reason that I got Hulu. So the reason I got HBO was Game of Thrones. The reason I first got Hulu is because I was in love with Gordon Ramsay and Hell's Kitchen and Masterchef. I had been working for Time Warner Cable, so I was getting cable for free, and then they let me go, and then I wasn't getting cable for free. So I was like, fuck you, I'm not paying for cable. Then I was like, I can't watch my stories. I gotta see my Gordon Ramsay. And then I realized, well, if I get Hulu, then I can still watch them because they're on there. So that's why I purchased Hulu initially is for Gordon Ramsay. And now there's all kinds of shit on there. It's very exciting. So if you are into Gordon Ramsay, you probably already know this. But if you don't, there are 24 Hours to Hell and Back, Kitchen Nightmares, and MasterChef all on Hulu. I don't really pay as much attention to Hell's Kitchen. So I honestly didn't even check to see if that was on there. I apologize. Kitchen Nightmares is also available on Amazon Prime. A show that Todd told me about I have to be careful putting it on because it's addicting. It's the show how it's made, and it literally just shows you how things are made. I don't know why. It's just mesmerizing. I guess I really like to watch how things are made, but I tend to be like, oh, I'll put that on the background, and then I just stare, and I just have to watch how they're doing it. If you're interested in how things are made or even not terribly interested, put it on and you never know. It may be your new favorite thing. I would be remiss if I did not mention Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell is on Hulu because Henry Zebrowski is on that show. I've watched some of it. I admit I'm not terribly into it. Like, I think it's pretty funny, but I'm not, like, super into it. I say give it a chance. Maybe you'll love it. And mainly the reason that I love it is Henry Zebrowski is I just like watching him. There are all kinds of nostalgic shows on Hulu. And by that, I mean, like, things from my childhood or earlier. Mostly things from my childhood. <laughs> So Animaniacs, Tiny Toons, Pinky and the Brain, they're all on there. I, you don't know how much I loved Animaniacs. You just don't know. And Tiny Toons. There's also Married with Children, Malcolm in the Middle, Powerpuff Classic. I loved the Powerpuff Girls. Apparently there's a newer version I haven't caught. There's even Wings and Cheers. And there's Twilight Zone. There was a period of time when I had Cable that they had a Twilight Zone marathon and that's what I did for, like, three days, is I just watched Twilight Zone. I, I hadn't really seen all the episodes before, and it was better than I, I realized. So I said give Twilight Zone a chance. It's some good stuff. There's also a documentary about Back to the Future and how it's affected society and culture. Um, it's called Back in Time. So I would recommend that. That's a very interesting documentary. Speaking of Twilight Zone, The Outer Limits is also available on Hulu. I don't really remember seeing it much. But it's kind of a more modern Twilight Zone. So if you haven't seen it and you're interested, check that out or watch it again if you liked it before and didn't realize it was on there. Now let's go through some quote-unquote scary movies that are on Hulu. Don't watch 28 Days Later. Maybe don't watch The Descent if you're claustrophobic because we're all stuck in our houses. Don't watch The Purge because it's about people coming to get you in your house. I was debating about The Quiet Place, but it's kind of about people who are stuck in their house and they can't make any sounds. I guess technically they can go out. It's just they have to be quiet. It's a good movie. You know, that might be okay unless you really are stir crazy. Don't watch it because it, it'll be even worse. Like, oh, you're not only quarantined, you have to be silent. So now you can't even talk. So use your own discretion on that one. Ones that I would definitely recommend, Cabin in the Woods. If you haven't seen it, see it. It is horrible awesome it is Joss Whedon and he did Firefly so big surprise that I like it it's phenomenal it takes the traditional horror movie and tips it so it's really awesome do it do it and if you've already seen it watch it again because it's great and you should watch it all the time classics like Children of the Corn Hellraiser 2 yeah they don't have Hellraiser 1 or any of the other ones but Hellraiser 2 so you can check that one out Beyond the Gates is a fun one It harkens back to the time of VHS. So if you are familiar with that time period, it'll be kind of nostalgic for you. If you're not, then it might just be interesting to see what the hell VHS tapes were and just be amazed by we surrounded ourselves with these things. In the last podcast I did, I mentioned Clove Hitch Killer. And I did I don't know if I kind of spoiled that one, but Clove Hitch Killer was on is on Hulu. And again, like I still encourage you to watch it last time. I can give you all of the details, so watch it. It's still good. Dylan McDermott can't go wrong. There's a few that I happened upon when I was doing the thing where I just flip through and click on things that look interesting. Some of the movies that I discovered that way that I enjoyed: Digging Up the Marrow. It is a movie by Adam Green who did Hatchet, and again, we're going to talk about the Hatchet series here in a bit. It was really good. It's uh, like a fake documentary type thing where a guy thinks that there's monsters, so they go and interview the guy, and then, oh, are they really monsters or not? It's also kind of like a surprise thing. I enjoyed it more than I expected because I had no idea what to expect, so I highly recommend Digging Up the Marrow. Ghost Stories... I Happened Upon That One. It has Martin Freeman. It's one where it kind of goes through and I believe there's different stories in it. That's why it's called Ghost Stories. Ghost Stories is about a professor that devoted his life to exposing phony psychics. So then he receives news of three cases. So it's kind of like there are three stories in there and it seems to um, connect back to his own life. And so it's one of those things where it kind of has a frame story and I think the it went to a weird place that I don't know that I love, but I did enjoy watching it, and I would recommend you watching it and seeing what you think about it, because I think um, they did—it it was interesting. I also happened upon Houses That October Built. I have an embarrassing confession, and I don't know if I should actually be embarrassed by it, because Henry Zebrowski is—he's um, just unabashedly himself, and he doesn't care. And I guess I should be more like that. The only movies that actually creep me out— are the shaky camera and it depends it really depends so it's not like any movie with a shaky camera is gonna freak me out because there are some that are just stupid and it's obvious they're acting and it's dumb and then they have terrible effects and it takes you out of the whole thing so it's not every single movie with a shaky camera scares me it has to have more elements than that it has to truly look somewhat real But the whole thing about the shaky cam and where it seems like you're there, it's that feeling of loss of control. I think it's also, I didn't completely realize it, I guess, until I really started delving into why I think those movies are creepy. Because I'm like, this is stupid. Why am I, why am I scared by shaky camera work? That's dumb, (laughs) you know? (laughs) But it's deeper than that. And I realized that's why I don't like going to haunted houses. I guess there's a part of me that like didn't want to admit that I think it's scary because it's stupid because you know that they're just... People that are jumping out at you, and it's fairly predictable, so it's dumb to be scared of them in my brain, because I don't think they're real. That's not why I'm scared of them. It is the element of just not knowing what's coming next, and in the back of your mind, you're like, what if someone real kills me? Like, what if someone does snap and kill me? Not likely, but it's still, that's why it's a fear. That's It's a, an irrational fear, and so that kind of gets combined in Houses That October Built, because it's a shaky camera... With um, them visiting haunted houses and then real shit is happening to them. So it's like the combination of all the things. And I think they do it well. They do it well enough that it actually kind of creeped me out. There were moments and I was kind of like, meh. But overall, I liked it. And there, I watched the second one too. And I think the second one was still pretty good. I think the first one was a little better. But I would recommend Houses at October Built. I also happened upon Southbound. And that one, it's another one where there are several different stories in it. I like they kind of tie them into each other. So it's interesting that there's a thread throughout and maybe you don't realize it until the end. And I'm not going to give any of it away. But it's really well done. I highly recommend that one. I think it's a, a good one, too. I tried The Pilgrim which I believe is a Hulu original because it's a Thanksgiving horror movie and there aren't too many of those. I mean, I guess there's like Poltergeist and stuff like that, but I didn't like it. The Pilgrim wasn't about like some kind of mutant turkey or anything. It's about this family that's kind of estranged from each other living in their house. So the mom hires these Puritan reenactors to come in their house and show them how they did traditional Thanksgivings and, and the traditional life in Puritan times. And then things go awry. So it wasn't, like, fantastic, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. So I would say, I know it's not Thanksgiving time, but it's quarantine time! Anything goes! We can do Christmas! We can do Thanksgiving! We can do whatever! So give the program a try. Why wait till Thanksgiving? If you want another series, Castle Rock is a Stephen King thing. It's not based... I don't believe it's really based on any specific book or anything. I've watched the first season and I was enjoying it. I admit that I, actually, I don't know if I made it through the first season. There was an episode where it got to the mom having trouble remembering where she was and having trouble with time. And again, we all know that I have trouble with loss of control. So the thought of not being able to hold your place in time really got to me. And I have not been able to watch any more of it. My sister Angie said that it is good. So, I need to uh, keep watching. So, maybe quarantine time, maybe I'll finish watching it now. If you're into Stephen King, give it a chance. A Hulu series that I watched was Scream Queens. It's one that I have mixed feelings about. Part of me likes it, and part of me is like, I don't know that this is good. It's a weird feeling. It has Emma Roberts in it, it's who's an American horror story. Fucking, what's her butt? Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord jamie lee curtis is in it uh niecy nash so it's got good people in it but it's just odd i did enjoy the first season it's like kind of an over the top there's a serial killer in this small like college campus and they're trying to figure out who it is and the second season just goes completely wacky instead of being at the college now they're in a hospital and they're training to be like physicians which it just, I can't suspend my disbelief enough to that that's a thing. It's pretty ridiculous. But, you know, I'd still give it a chance. Of course, you probably already know X Files is on there. The Staircase, if you're not familiar with The Staircase, it's a true crime documentary. I would say watch it, it's really good. It's interesting. A man's wife falls down a staircase and is dead. And the husband was home, but he didn't hear anything. And he comes upon her and finds her dead. So then there's a big, uh, you know, obviously a big controversy over whether he did it or not. And it's very interesting. Tragedy Girls is another one that I happened upon. And I gave it a chance because it's a, about, it's a fictional story about a serial killer. And these girls kidnap a serial killer to teach them how to be serial killers. So it's an interesting premise. I don't know that I love what they did with it, but I think it's still pretty it's pretty good. It's it's interesting. I'd say that um, you should give it give it a chance and see what you think about it. The Mick. I forgot to mention the Mick. So if you're into It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and you love D, then you need to check out The Mick because she is the Mick in The Mick, and it is just delightful. She's basically still basically D in it, which it, I don't know. I would just say watch it. It's just silly fun, and she's awesome. So. Give it a chance. I think it's only a couple seasons long, and I do believe it was canceled, unfortunately. So um, so there you go. It's not like you're committed to watching seven seasons, although you're in quarantine. What are you going to do? Watch a couple seasons of The Mick. If you like Penn and Teller bullshit, you can watch that. It's on there. It's pretty interesting. I've seen some episodes. If you're not into it, you're not into it. I don't know. It's not for everyone. But I think it's interesting. They basically take an idea, kind of like Mythbusters, and then they go through it and dispel it or prove it. Just like one is they did one like, are toilet seats really as germy as everyone thinks and they do one on, you know, is recycling really worthwhile? That kind of thing. So they do I have seen one where they are testing they are testing whether different products actually like change a woman's bus size or change a man's size. So it's interesting to see the results and all that. So that's there. What I'm curious about And I happened upon when I was flipping through here, trying to see what all is out there that I could suggest. I noticed that there's a Golden State Killer documentary on Hulu, and I wondered if anybody had seen that. Pop on the Facebook page and let me know if you saw it and if you liked it, if you recommend it. Because if it's shit, I don't want to give it time. Even in quarantine, my time means something to me. Also, I saw a series called Truth and Lies, and apparently they do one on Jim Jones, and uh, there's a bunch of other people, but that one caught my eye. So if you know the Truth and Lies series, let me know how that is as well. Okay, now we're on to Netflix. Speaking of cults, I just mentioned Jim Jones. Well, there's a cult that I never had heard of before, and I'm not even going to say anything. You just need to check out Wild Wild Country. I had no idea that it existed. I didn't know what happened. But it was right here in the States, and it gets crazy. So check out Wild Wild Country if you're interested in cult stuff. Some series. I mentioned Jesse from Breaking Bad earlier. If you have not seen Breaking Bad, this is your chance. You should just watch It's amazing. Um, I admit I had some trouble getting through it because my dad had had cancer. And that's what he died of. And in the show, spoiler alert, I tell you in the first episode that he's diagnosed with cancer. So there's moments that I had trouble getting through. But it is so good. And it's just really amazing. I say give it a chance or watch it again. Because why not? It's quarantine time. The Dracula, the new Dracula series... It's interesting. There's parts of it that I don't love, but I think it's interesting enough that I watched the whole thing and, and I like what they tried to do with it. So I would recommend watching it and seeing what you think about it. And we can always discuss it later if you would like. So there's a couple series there that you can check out. Some movies that you should check out that maybe not necessarily on the lighter side, but they're still good movies. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. It's a Cohen movies, Cohen Brothers movie. Can't go wrong with that. And it has, um, I mean, it has all like your good Cohen Brothers people in it including Tom Waits who's phenomenal so he's in it so I'd say check that out Event Horizon don't know that I don't know because it's people stuck on a ship and some crazy ship shit happens so it's kind of dark but it's a good movie Ex Machina It also has a guy trapped in a house I think now that I think about it but you know if you can handle it watch it it brings some interesting questions to light I know Todd and I had quite a few discussions while we were watching it Hateful Eight is a Quentin Tarantino. You should watch. Uh, there's several Quentin Tarantino's that if you haven't seen it, you should watch it, or just watch it again, like Inglorious Bastards. That's on their do. Pan's Labyrinth. Now, this is one I don't know that you want to watch right now, just because I don't know what kind of state of mind you're in. But if you can handle a really good story that's kind of depressing, Pan's Labyrinth is great, and it's got these amazing creatures in it. Guillermo del Toro is wonderful. Sweeney Todd. I love it. It is. One of my favorites. And that is available on Netflix. A little depressing, but amazing. There Will Be Blood, oh my God. This is one of those movies that I wish that I would have seen a long time ago, but I did not know about it until Todd told me. And I we just watched it like last year, and now it's one of my favorites. And now I understand a bunch of references that people have said that I never understood before. Check it out, you need to watch it. It's just really good stuff. Another movie that gives me mixed feelings is Tusk. It almost feels like the movie has two moods and it gets dark and odd and surreal, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's Kevin Smith and it's not like, it's not the same jokey quality as like, you know, Jane Silent Bob and Mallrats and stuff like that, but it definitely does not take itself seriously. And I think that's part of the appeal of it is it's, it feels kind of tongue in cheek. It's a good movie. So I would say watch Tusk. Don't watch Outbreak or The Walking Dead. If you have not seen The Walking Dead, don't watch it. It's a good show. Don't watch it right now with everything going on. And if you were tempted to watch it again, maybe don't. Unless you want to learn, maybe if you can learn how not to be an asshole when shit's falling apart. If you can learn that, I don't know. But maybe stay away from it. Maybe turn to the Indiana Jones movies that are available on Netflix. And you may not want to watch the most recent one because it's not quite as good. But still... It has Harrison Ford in it as Indiana Jones, so I can still handle it because I love that man. I actually had a framed picture of him as Indiana Jones in my home for a long time. If you have not seen a series of unfortunate events, the movie or the series, there you go. It's on there. Dexter is on there. And again, I recommend, as I said earlier, you can just not watch the last season and make up your own ending. Or you can just watch it all and just be like, what the fuck? Or maybe you liked the ending and you just watch it all again and be happy. So Dexter's out there. There's Arrested Development. If you want some shows, we'll do shows real fast. Schitt's Creek. We just discovered Schitt's Creek. I don't know why we didn't watch Schitt's Creek until recently, but it is my, one of my new favorites. It's amazing and wonderful. David is like my favorite person in the world who's not real. So definitely check out Schitt's Creek. I'm a little upset that there's only one more season left and then they're going to stop it. And it's not on Netflix yet. But that's okay. There's Portlandia. There's Portlandia. The Office, United States version. Trailer Park Boys. Fucking love Trailer Park Boys. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. If you have not watched Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, you should definitely check it out. Especially because her character was actually stuck. She was stuck in a bunker by a cult leader for years. And then this is her like being, getting free and being out in New York. And she has a great attitude. Thus, she's unbreakable. And it's very positive and fun and amazing and wonderful. So watch that. You can watch With Bob and David, which is Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. And they're amazing and wonderful. Hilarious. Brilliant. And I think there's only a couple of seasons. I think there might only even be one season, which makes me sad because there should be a ton. But just watch it over and over. You've got time. As far as some of my favorite movies that are available on Netflix, Goodfellas. They got Goodfellas on there. Now, of course, you know, I own it because it is one of my favorites. Fucking love that movie. Todd even got me an autographed picture of the goodfellas guys the main ones and i'm so excited i can't even talk about it and say their names if you have not seen goodfellas you need to turn this podcast off and go watch it and then come back and listen to the rest of this it is wonderful the music's wonderful the acting's wonderful everything is wonderful it's wonderful so go check it out watch it again and again and again kill bill one and two for some reason they have lord of the ring the two towers and return of the king but not fellowship of the ring so they have two and three and not one I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's licensing shit. But I did find that Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring is available on Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch the first one on there, and then you can go watch two and three on Netflix if you so choose. I'm also excited to announce that recently they got a whole bunch of Monty Python shit on Netflix, including Monty Python and the Holy Grail and Monty Python and the Life of Brian. They also have a bunch of their shows and documentaries. So you can get your fill of Money Python on Netflix. Parks and Rec is also on there. I don't think I said that. How did I miss that? Parks and Rec is on there. It's actually also on Hulu. So you can check out Parks and Rec. If you have not seen it, watch it. If you've seen it, watch it again because you just, you can't get enough. It's amazing. Another one of the movies that I loved as a kid is on there, Popeye. And I don't know. I think I've heard people make fun of Robin Williams and Popeye. But to you, I say, Fuck you. Because it is a good movie, and he's wonderful as Popeye, and it's adorable, and I still love it. So if you haven't seen it, give it a chance, because it is fun. And it is a family movie, so you can even watch it with your family, obviously, if I've loved it since I was a kid. Although I also liked Nightmare on Elm Street since I was a kid, so maybe that's not the best argument that just because I loved it as a kid maybe it may not be the best gauge whether you should watch it with your kids. But Popeye is safe for your kids. It's it's good. I still My family and I still quote the movie today. They have tremors... One through six people. That's right. Tremors one through six. That includes a cold day in hell is number six. So I say during this quarantine season, watch Tremors one through six do a Tremors marathon. One thing that I like about the Tremors franchise is that they try to evolve the creature. I get addicted to franchises. Because I like to see how they expand their myth that they create. Or not expand it. Or fuck it up. Like Friday the 13th when all of a sudden Jason can go from person to person. What the hell was that? So I'm not a big fan of the Friday the 13th franchise itself. I like the first one. The first one is solid. But then it just kind of goes away. So anyway, Tremors. I like that they, they evolve the creatures. It is fun to watch just for that. A great movie to watch while we are all quarantined, is the Bill Murray Christmas. That's right. As I said, I'm suggesting Christmas movies, because why the hell not? And this is perfect. He's stuck in a building with just a few people because of this big snowstorm, and you know what he does? He makes the best of it. They sing. They dance. They laugh. They eat food that's going bad. Let Bill Murray get you through this quarantine. It's what he was meant to do, people. If you are not familiar with the movie Dolomite, still watch it, and then go find Dolomite. Because it is a thing in and of itself. And Eddie Murphy as Dolomite, it's just a sight to behold. It's basically like um, a movie about the making of the movie Dolomite. It's not a documentary. Tucker and Dale versus Evil, that's a one. It's one of those where it's uh, just a fun... It's a fun romp. Watch it. I'm just going to name some things off here. And I'll post a list on my website, murderlabmedia.com. I'm going to run through some things. So there's MST3K, there's some classic on there. There's not a whole lot on there, but you know, there's still some good stuff. The MST3K Gauntlet, the newest version of MST3K with um, Jonah and the new versions of the bots. I'm going to be honest, I don't know that I love the new voices. I hate Gypsy, but I still think that it's pretty solid. There's some that I really enjoyed. I say give it a chance if you haven't yet. Of course, if you're an MST3K fan, you've probably already given it a chance. But if you're kind of on the fence, I say still give it a try. Um, If you didn't check out the Dark Crystal series, do it because it is awesome. It is one of my new favorites. I will probably watch it again now that I'm thinking about it. It's really good. So if you're on the fence about that, check that out. Some nostalgia stuff. Ferris Bueller. Tootsie. That's another movie that I liked as a kid. Which it's interesting to see what we thought was interesting then. Now I don't know how it will translate. Because it's an actor that he's trying to get work, but he's having trouble finding a role. So he dresses like a woman to get this part. And then it has like all the things that come from that. I'm going to make Todd watch it because he hasn't seen it. And it'll be interesting to see what I think of it now as an adult in 2020. There's also The Movies That Made Us and The Toys That Made Us. I highly recommend these. They're basically documentaries. They're pretty short, but they go over things like um, G.I. Joe's and My Little Pony and toys that were toys when I was a kid and even some that I think like they do Barbie so that was created before I was a kid so it's interesting to see in the movies that made us they have like Ghostbusters and Home Alone and those are really good shows I would highly recommend those and if you have not watched Stranger Things watch Stranger Things and I put that in nostalgia because it has definitely has that 80s feel to it and they do a really good job and it's amazing and wonderful American Horror Story is on Netflix and Hulu And I'm so excited, this last episode that I recorded, I mentioned that I had not seen the most recent season, 1984, of American Horror Story, and I was flipping through. I noticed it is available, and I am so excited. That is how I'm going to spend part of my quarantine, is catching up on that series of American Horror Story. And in the first episode, they bring up Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. So right off the bat, they throw in a serial killer. Happy quarantine to me. Maybe don't watch Amityville Horror since it is about people in a house together and he goes crazy and kills the family or he wants to kill the family. So maybe don't do that. And I don't know if you want to watch As Above, So Below if you're claustrophobic and you're feeling stir crazy and claustrophobic, don't watch it because they're in a cave. But it is a good movie. Child's Play is on there. So you can watch Child's Play. If And then you can go to, what did I say, HBO and watch uh, 2 and 3. You can watch the first one. There on Netflix, one of the movies that I happened upon, that I is now one of my favorites, is Creep. Oh my God, it's one of those where it's kind of the in the vein of the shaky cam, where it's a from the a guy holding a camera that goes out to interview this guy, and he is creepy, and it goes from being just like creepy, weird, and scary, to the point where he I don't even okay. I'm just going to say Peach Fuzz, and it doesn't sound scary, but after you watch it, you will understand why Peach Fuzz freaks me out now. That is another movie that really got to me and made me feel totally unsafe and freaked out, and I couldn't talk about the movie for like a day afterwards because it freaked me out, and the thought of Peach Fuzz still freaks me out. But I did also watch Creep 2. That's right. They made a sequel, and I was like, how are they going to do a Creep 2? But it's about this chick, but it's about a chick that's almost as creepy as the creep himself. I think it was still pretty solid and interesting. So definitely watch Creep. Be ready to be freaked out. If you're not freaked out, that's okay. I don't know. Like, maybe I'm a wuss. I don't think I am. Everybody has a thing that creeps them out. And I guess we shouldn't be ashamed of those things because everyone has their own individual fears. So I will not shame you or myself. Green Room is one I happened upon. And I didn't know what to expect from it. But I saw it had Patrick Stewart in it. And it was about... These musicians that wind up playing at a place that winds up being a neo-Nazi bar, and then it just shit spirals out of control. And Patrick Stewart. I mean, it's Patrick Stewart. So it's really good. It was way better than I expected because I didn't know what to expect. I recommend Green Room. I'm going to make Todd watch it during... I watched Lodgers. Don't watch it because it's about people who can't leave their home. They can't move out. So don't watch that. Maybe don't watch Paranormal Activity because spooky shit is happening in the house rosemary's baby i guess that's probably okay to watch i that's one of my favorites love it so if you haven't seen it i recommend it it's one of those slow burn films so like it's not there's not a lot of activity but it kind of creeps up on you scream two and three not the first one but two and three are on netflix the ring that's one that actually kind of weirded me out i went to see that in the theater and it kind of got to me a little bit The Ritual is really good. I didn't know what to expect from that one, but I thoroughly enjoyed that one and I recommend it. The Witch. That's another one where it's kind of a slow burn and uh, it just kind of creeps in your skin. It's super good. Wicker Man. So I had seen Wicker Man years ago, decided to watch it again because it had been a while. It's from the 70s. It's 1973. I would say it's definitely a product of its time as far as the music. The music's a little like odd and kind of takes you out of it a little bit in places, but it also kind of works and it's still creepy and interesting enough the way that they do everything, and uh, so I I do recommend it. I think it's it's good. So I watched that, and then I watched Midsummer like right afterwards because they're both in the same kind of vein. Midsummer is just so good. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's on it's on Amazon Prime. I don't know that I'd recommend the newer version of Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage. I don't remember being terribly impressed with it. I was going to watch it again after I watched the original Wicker Man again, but it costed money, and I didn't want to spend money on it especially now that hours are being cut back at work because of the quarantine. So I'm not going to waste my money on things that might not be very good. Speaking of Patrick Stewart, you can always catch up on Star Trek Next Gen if you haven't watched it or haven't watched it for a while. I'm not a huge Star Trek fan. I only have seen a few of the original series, but I do like Next Gen and I've seen most of it. So I may just finish watching it while I'm in quarantine. It is available on Netflix and Prime. To bring it back to serial killers, the show Mindhunter is on Netflix. It's based on the real-life John Douglas, who was with the FBI and started the profiling program. So it is kind of a fictitious version of that process of starting it and kind of the different things they faced. And they actually mentioned real-life serial killers and because part of the program was them interviewing serial killers. So they have Richard Speck and Edmund Kemper. Of course, it's not the real people. They're actors. And speaking of, I'm just going to say this real fast because I kind of wish wish that I would have mentioned it in the last podcast when I was going through television shows, but I didn't want to make it too terribly long. So the thing about Mindhunter is I really like what it's doing. I like that they're definitely making it its own thing. I read the book Hunter before I watched the series. So there are things that I can definitely see are not matching up, but I understand why they're making those choices. And there's a point where Richard Speck takes his bird and throws it in the fan while he's talking to him. So in real life, what happened is he had a pet bird. Like he had adopted this bird in prison and they said, you're not allowed to have a pet. And so he threw the bird in the fan and was like, well, if I can't have it, no one can have it. So like basically a big fuck you. So technically the detail wasn't right, but again, it was the spirit of he's willing to kill something that he cares about to prove a point. You know, sometimes it's not about the absolute quote unquote truth. It's about the gist and the spirit of... Anyway, so I'm still working on season two and uh, that's another quarantine time I'm gonna work on watching more of Mindhunter. There's a series called Murder Maps on Netflix and they basically go through different serial killers and it's been a while since I watched it but I remember enjoying it. I may have to watch that again but I would recommend watching Murder Maps. The Ted Bundy tapes are on there and those were interesting as well. So I say watch the Ted Bundy tapes. For some silly fun, there's Ash versus the Evil Dead. All of the Awesome Powers movies. I mentioned on the last one Evolution, because the dude who played Buffalo Bill in Sons of the Lambs is in that movie. Kingpin. Major League Two. Nacho Libre. Naked Gun. One in two and a half. Night at the Roxbury. Emilio! Purple Rain. Scary Movie 2. Now, I'm not a big fan of the scary movies, but I do like Scary Movie 2, and I still have lots of fun with it. let me get this with my good hand. To the point where my sister, I still buy her tiny hands so we can make that joke. There's all kinds of Will Ferrell things on there. And if you haven't watched it, watch it. If you've watched it, watch it again. Because sometimes you just need to let loose during quarantine time. Semi-Pro, Step Brothers, The Other Guys. And then Silly Fun Slash Nostalgia, Ninja Turtles 1 and 2, Police Academy. So there's more light fun for you. A couple things that I noticed that I have not watched and I want, uh, I want opinions on. Has anyone watched I Am a Killer series on Netflix? If you have, let me know. You can email me at murderlabmedia at gmail.com or go on the Facebook page and let me know what you thought of I Am a Killer. Or if you've seen the Unabomber in his own words documentary, I would love to know your thoughts on that. Let me know if I should watch it or if I should not waste my time. Well, it looks like we're just about at an hour now. I was hoping to get this done in one episode, but it looks like this will be a two-parter. So I just reviewed HBO, Hulu, and Netflix. Stay tuned for Prime and Shudder. Thank you for tuning in. You can get more information at murderlabmedia.com. We are available on iTunes, Google Play, and you can find the RSS feed at the website. Thank you for entering the lab. Fucking what's her butt.